Do you want even more unique, funny business content? If so, make sure you guys are following us on TikTok. We post some awesome highlights from our episodes on there, and even some of our crazy moments from Fortnite, Rocket League, and other video games. And you never know what kind of TikTok trends we are going to try out when we are together in person. Be sure to search Funny Business EN on TikTok and drop a follow. And welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite podcast to listen to, The Funny Business Podcast. I am Mike Gambita. Alongside with me is Mr. Matt Summers. We got some knee-slapping content for you today. But speaking of knees, speaking of legs, Matt, how's your leg doing? My leg's doing great. Um, let's see if, if how it looks right now. Yeah, about the same as what this happened? past weekend. Well, you know... Uh, if anyone's ever heard of the game, what are the odds? If you haven't, basically, if your friend wants to do stupid, wants you to do a stupid thing, you say no. They say, what are the odds? You then pick a number range from like one. This in this case, it was one to forty. Then someone counts you down three, two, one. If you say the same number, you have to do what they say. If not, there's like another punishment that you have to. Basically, you have to do whatever it is. Uh, I just went on the record. So this past weekend. I was at visiting some friends in New Jersey. And are you sure they're friends now? Yes, they are still friends. All right. And my one friend, we were in Target, of course. Why 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 wouldn't be we be in Target? Asked if she could wax my leg. I said no. Says one I so she said, What are the odds? I said one to hundred. She said one to ten. Somehow someone said one to forty. 40. I said I don't agree to this. Counted down three, two, one. We both said thirty seven. Oh my god. So we bought the waxing strips, and I waxed the part of my leg above the kneecap. It's not too bad because, like, not it's not super noticeable. Uh, didn't hurt as much as I thought it was going to, oddly enough. And I just kind of have like a small patch of of smooth skin on my on my thigh. Ooh, uh, ten out of uh, on a scale of ten, would you recommend? Um, if you're actually looking to like wax, I think I would recommend it. It really wasn't surprised. super painful. It burned, but like, I don't know. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I'm really surprised you took thought into actually if you want to recommend it to people. <laughs> I, I, I really thought it was going to be a lot worse. It burned, and like the initial reaction was like, oh man, this sucks. But it wasn't in the long run. It wasn't too bad. Like, it didn't really get super red. And it's very smooth. I'm, I'm glad it's smooth, Matt. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm glad. Except there's like this one patch of hair like in the center of it that like didn't oh. come out, which looks kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I have this weird hair. So like if anybody knows me, I, I don't have the most uh, darkest of hair on my arms. Uh, my legs do show a little bit, but um, above the kneecaps from baseball pants. Did you know, depending on what like sport you played or what you've worn, um, really defines what your hair looks like on your body? I actually did not know that. So, like, the baseball pants, like, both you and I play baseball. I'm sure your legs, we're talking about leg hair. What a great way to start the podcast. <laughs> um, your, like, probably thighs don't have as much hair, but your, like, around your shin area does. Uh, yeah, I think that that's probably true. 
I'm yeah. trying to look at my legs now. We're, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. We're going to leave it at that before we get into the nitty gritty of what we look like uh, as far as body hair. <laughs> but, um, I have this one black hair that's always near my watch. Um, and, and Jenna always likes to point it out too when she sees it, but I don't think she hasn't seen it yet. But you can't see it on camera on the YouTube page. Um, but what also she likes to point out too is gray hairs. Have you been getting gray oh, hairs yet, Matt? I, I, I haven't. And I'm, I think I'm pretty lucky. Why is it me? Why is it always me, man? <laughs> hey, it's just how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, it's just how the cookie crumbles, man. Um, Matt, I gotta ask you something. Yeah. Do you know the Muffin Man? I do not know the Muffin Man. I, the one who lives on Drury Lane? I do know that Muffin Man. That Yeah, that Muffin Man. <laughs> yeah, I know that Muffin Man. Well, Everyone knows man. that Muffin Man. It's a well, song the other day. Well, apparently Lord Farquaad... Didn't know what, uh, where the Muffin Man was or who the Muffin Man was um, when he was uh, interrogating Gingy. Uh, but if you all don't know what I'm already talking about already, you must be living under a rock. Um, because Shrek, um, yes, we're going to talk a little bit about the ogre. It's not ogre yet. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, Matt, a little upset over the Guardian um, this past week. A little fired up. I'm ready to share my thoughts. Um so Shrek hit 20 years old um, as far as its release date um, this past week. Can you believe that? Shrek is 20 years old. Um, it's just about the same age as you and I. Um, but The Guardian, and I here's the thing, Matt. I don't want to talk too much about the article because I think it's bullshit. Um, but I'll give a few little tidbits here and there, um, and then we can kind of share our thoughts. Um, I really hope you are siding with me as far as Shrek is a good movie. Uh, 110%. Okay, good. Because <laughs> it would have been a really awkward conversation if we had <laughs> you disagreed. Um, so, of course, Shrek hits 20 years old this year. The fairy tale comedy was a hit with critics and audiences, but its toilet humor, glibness, and shoddy animation mark it out as a misfire. Shrek at 20, an unfunny and overrated low for blockbuster animation. So let's put this in perspective. Um, so Shrek came out in, uh, trying to find it, 2001. So around 2001, we had things like, and I'm just looking this up, we had Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, um, Joe Dirt, for those who like Joe Dirt, uh, Planet of the Apes, Jurassic Park, um, Lord of the Rings had one show that came out. The Mummy Returns. I freaking hate The Mummy Returns. They freaking hate The Mummy, period. That's a hot take. Um, it was uh, Zoolander, Spy Kids. Uh, Matt, to be completely honest, I do not see any of these movies. And I, and I just did a quick Google search of movies that came out in 2001. Um, I really don't see any movies that top animation as far as a full-length animated feature. Uh, yeah, animated yeah, I, I would say Shrek was probably the top. Obviously, you can make the compare, or argument that Harry Potter kind of kicked off the series. Like, that one right. would. But, like, animation-wise, like, yeah. And also, like, we can't just go back 20 years when technology wasn't what it is now and say, well, the animation sucked back then because maybe that was good animation for the time it was made. Uh, the toilet comedy is just egregious. I mean, yeah. the, the whole movie is funny from start to finish. I can't think of I can't think of one like ten five minute part of the movie that I didn't laugh when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. And 
Shrek was one of those movies, Matt, where I watched all the time. Like you had, like probably back when you were a kid, you had that one movie that you watched over and over again. Um, one was The Mask. The other one was Shrek. I watched it with family members. We watched it all together at grandma's house the one time. Uh, but a lot of the bits, a lot of the lines, we still say today, 20 years from now. Um, and I think what The Guardian is just trying to do, the author, the you know, the the person who wrote this article is just trying to find ways to jab at the movie because A, they don't have a sense of humor and B, they're trying to find something else that could say, okay, well, yeah, that's comparable. Like, this isn't good. Like, of course, the CGI and all the animation is not going to be good because we didn't, have, like you said, we didn't have the technology back in 2001. Yeah, we had a lot of technology, but... Not enough technology that you see today with these amazing movies and video games that that we now play or, or enjoy watching from other players or Twitch streamers or YouTube uh, YouTube icons. Um, you know, I, I I just am disappointed with how how it was presented that and Twitter was going off. I don't know if you oh. saw Twitter going off. Oh. It was going off. <laughs> it looked like uh, a huge sporting event was happening. I mean, like literally everyone was commenting on it. I didn't really see a lot of people defending the article either. I don't know. I don't know if you saw anyone. I saw pretty much everyone was defending Shrek as they should. It. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just. I was just saying. I saw like the comments based on. Um, like the uh the article you know how like articles like newspaper articles have like the comments section down below which you always try to avoid if it's something about you um or about a company that you were a part of um people were backing up the fact of like the animation but they were saying like you can't just say the animation sucks and not review the whole movie as a whole like like your stance was the technological perspective but everyone else was does this guy but this poor guy never had a life like the author of it this poor guy never had a life <laughs> no he, he never had a chance with this article being successful just because everyone bashed him uh you make a good point saying like the one-liners like we still say them to this day right. and it's been 20 years you know what else is a good um standard for if a first movie is a good movie they made like four other ones yeah, and they made yeah. christmas specials Usually, if there's a first bad movie, there's not even a second one, let alone a third and a fourth, and all of these series and specials. And you know, when when a kids movie, it's mostly a kids movie. I mean, adults like it too, but when a movie's that popular, still like 20 years from now, like we've seen people make TikToks about it, we see you know people watch it reruns all the time. That's pretty good indication that the movie's pretty good, mm-hmm. and, and like the cast, like. Um, Michael Mike Myers, Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Like that's that's pretty good cast too. I don't think the three of them to get together and make a bad movie. It's it's an all time. I think a lot of people would put it in like their all time like top ten movies. Do you have a favorite line from the movie that you remember? Um, I know I'm putting it on your spot. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. I know I don't know if you have one. Well, maybe this will jog your memory, Matt, because. We're now playing a game. We okay. are only a Shrekspert uh, can ace this quiz. Um, only people who have watched Shrek three times can get a 12 out of 15 on this quotes quiz. Um, this is from BuzzFeed. So, mm. because, Matt, how many times have you watched Shrek? I don't even know. Not oh, not a whole lot of times, but not like... Over under five. Over under five. I would say under. Okay. Yeah, I think so, I'll pick the under. I will I will ask if you would like to. 
So I'm going to read you a quote. You could either A, have choices, or B, you can open-endedly guess. I'll probably take the choices. Oh, okay. All right. So there's three people who said ogres are like onions. Is it Shrek, Donkey, or Fiona? Shrek. It is correct. It's Shrek. (laughs) I knew that one. Second one. Not the gumdrop buttons. Was it the three blind mice, the gingerbread man, or Fiona? Um, gingerbread man. You are correct. It's the gingerbread man. I remember that scene. Next one. I'm trying to not, like, say it in what the character's voice. It's so tough. (laughs) I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. Don't. Three. (laughs) You're correct. (laughs) Next one. Better out than in, I always say. Was it Tinkerbell? Donkey or Shrek? Uh, I don't remember, but that feels like something that Shrek would say. So I'm going to go with Shrek. You are correct. It is Shrek. Yeah, that, that feels like a Shrek quote. Next one. Well, that's, well, that's not very nice. It's just the donkey. Shrek, Magic Mirror, or the Gingerbread Man? Hmm. Um... I feel like I know this quote. I can't think of when in the movie it was said, and I think it was Shrek, so I'm going to go Shrek again. It is Shrek, the final answer. They were in um, Duloc's castle. They were in... Uh, yeah, they were in Duloc. That, that the name, I was like, King Duloc? No, yeah. they are in Duloc. Um, and they were having the battle, and Shrek and Donkey come into the ring, and Lord Farquaad goes, Ugh, it's hideous! And Shrek goes, well, that's not very nice. It's just the donkey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, next one. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. Mm-hmm. Was it Lord Farquaad, Monsieur Hood, or Thelonious? I'm going to say Lord Farquaad, final answer. It is Lord Farquaad. <laughs> I hate that guy. If anybody knows the, the whole meaning behind his whole name, Bonus points to you. All right, man. Next one. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Donkey. (laughs) It's correct. (laughs) Funny how I didn't want to make pancakes. Just just saying. All right, next one. She's a loaded... Excuse me. She's a loaded pistol who likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Was it Magic Mirror, Donkey, or the Big Bad Wolf? That is Magic Mirror. It is Princess Fiona. <laughs> That's an underrated scene, I feel like. Yeah, they actually say a lot of bad, like, adult yes. jokes in that, se- yeah. that sequence about um, Snow White and his uh, yeah. seven dwarves. Yeah, um, people forget about that. Yeah. All right, man, next one. Be still, mon chéri, for I am your savior. Was it Donkey, Lord Farquaad, or Monsieur Hood? Uh, Lord Farquaad. As incorrect, it's Monsieur Hood. Be still, Mon Chéri, for I am your savior. (laughs) I can't remember who that guy is. He's the, he looks like Robin Hood. And they sing in the woods, they capture, oh, Mary, man. That guy, (laughs) got it. Da, 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 da. (laughs) Makes sense, now I'm with it. Um, next one. You're just jealous, you can never measure up to a great ruler. 
like Lord Farquaad? Is it Fiona, Lord Farquaad, or Thelonious? Um, oh, I don't know this one. Let's see. I'm going to go Lord Farquaad again. As incorrect, it is Fiona. I was going to say Fiona. Next one. There's an arrow in your butt. Fiona, donkey, or Monsieur Hood? I'm going to say donkey, final answer. That's incorrect. It's Fiona again. Oh, man. I'm going off the wagons here. Here we go. Blue flower, red thorns. This would be so much easier if I wasn't colorblind. Shrek, Thelonious, or donkey? Donkey, final answer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Blue flower with thorns. Blue flower with thorns. Blue flower with thorns. I'm a coming, Shrek. See what this is the whole point. Like, <laughs> All right, next one. I can't feel my toes. I don't have any toes. I think I need a hug. Was it donkey, the gingerbread man, or magic mirror? Donkey, final answer. It is donkey, correct. Yep. <laughs> Next one. I mean, really, who could ever love a beast so hideous and ugly? Fiona, Shrek, or Lord Farquaad? Lord Farquaad, final answer. It is incorrect. It's Fiona. I thought you said that at the at the altar. Um, I don't. I don't remember actually. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what he says when Shrek walks out. I always am wrong. But I, from what I remember is that he, when Shrek walks into the altar to stop the wedding, I, I thought he said object. that. Uh, next one. You don't have to waste good manners on an ogre. It's not like it has feelings. Lord Farquaad, Donkey, or Shrek? Mm, man, the last three times you said Lord Farquaad, I was wrong. So let's go with Lord Farquaad. <laughs> You're correct on that okay, one. Okay, that's good. I kind of knew that one. You got 11 out of 15 correct. Okay. So you okay. got, you've got a bit of Shrek experience. You probably watched Shrek back in the day, but it hasn't seen it ogre and ogre again. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that, actually. I think that's not bad. I'll take it. You scored better than 20% of all other quiz takers. Wow. So I'll take it. I will. Now that that quiz is all over now, um, we're going to jump into... A segment, I, I don't want to give it a segment, but it's it's something that Matt just Matt and I just keep talking about. So, for those who are Star Wars fans, whether you're the prequels, the sequels, or, or the original trilogy, um, in the prequels at Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, um, Master Skywalker, or now at the point, sorry, spoilers, I think that's another topic we can talk about, is like, when is it appropriate to like talk about a movie enough where it's not spoilers mm. to anybody anymore like that's that but we'll save that for later okay. um on episode three when skywalker becomes darth vader if anybody didn't know anakin skywalker was darth vader in episode three sorry um he decides to start killing all the jedi that he has access to so lord sidious or or emperor palpatine um Tell, told him to go to the Jedi Temple and decides to wipe out all the Jedi. Uh, that includes the younglings. Um, and there's this really in particular scene uh, that he enters in what looks to be the, the master's meeting room, like where all the Jedi masters sit around in the row. It's a bunch of kids at, that's hiding. And there's a blonde kid, a youngling, that comes up and says, 
Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? And we all kind of know by, foresh- not foreshadowing, but we all kind of know by the cut that Anakin kills all the younglings. Um, so we, we've been talking, <laughs> and we want to know, where is this kid now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so episode, Star Wars episode three that came out in 2005. Wow. Yeah, right? I didn't realize that. So that was the last one before they moved into Christmas for uh, the um, the Force Awakens. Uh, right. But anyway, Matt, I found out what this kid's up to now, believe it or not. Um, actually, not that what he's up to, but there's actually a story behind his claim to fame, I should say. Um, so this kid um, is named Ross Biedman. Um, Ross was just six years old, um, in 2005. So as I'm talking along, Matt, you could do the math and figure out how old he is. Um, but what happened? Um, oh, actually. So yeah. Did you figure out how old he was yet? Uh, 2005 or six. So that's 22, 22. So he's 22 years old. Um, it seems as though he's reflecting on his time as being a part of the star Wars legacy. Oh, um, so, uh, Reddit, um, the popular, uh, Reddit, uh, what is it called? A forum? Forum. Thank you. Yeah. Words. Um, a forum. Uh, he was doing an AMA or an Ask Me Anything. Um, so, believe it or not, Matt, he asked, a fan asked the question, were, did you know that um, you were going to be killed in the movie? His response was, I didn't know that I got killed off until I saw the premiere. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, what? Right? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, even then, my parents told me that I survived to spare my feelings by my friends at school. Um, sorry. Yeah, spare my feelings by my friends at school told me that I died after the film was released. I got over it after a few months. <laughs> That's crazy. Could you imagine like being filming a movie thinking you're alive? Well... Oh, hold on, what did he really think was going to happen? I know he's six, but I feel like if I was six, I'd be able to put two and two together. <laughs> like, there's a scene, his lightsaber glows up. I think you know what's coming, though. Eh, yeah. Um. So then uh, another question came up was saying, being a character in Star Wars must have been a big deal. Were you given tickets to see the movie or any form of thank you besides money? Matt, guess how much um, Ross got paid for this this role? Hmm. Uh, let's see. That was back in 2005. I'm going to say 100K. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, 10K. No. Nope. 5K. $127. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Uh oh my god, dude. <laughs> uh 90 pounds or $127.69. Nice. Uh um, So I guess he is only 6 years old. He's I only really six consider years that old. part. <laughs> uh so he said that aside from the smallish amount of money for the role, he was given tickets to see the premiere with his family. So that that was cool. That's awesome. Here's the crazy part. Another person asked, "Did the role make you popular in school?" The kid's response was, Beeman wrote back to say the playground fame was something of a double-edged sword, explaining yes and no. 
It was annoying as I was known as the Star Wars kid rather than the guy that just happened to be in Star Wars and there were there was teasing. So like I, I guess that comes with just maturity. Like for you to be a part I, I and I'm sure this like the memifying of it really turned um took a turn as far as his popularity. Um but to me like I feel like that's a maturity thing where where Ross is just trying as a kid was just trying to understand like why the kids were making fun of him. I mean, we kind of made fun of him to begin with in the episode before the segment started. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he was actually, I guess I don't want to say bullied was the correct word, but I feel like that's the closest that I could get to as far as like his experience. I feel like that's gotta be tough to be a child actor, like in general, um, because you are still like trying to like go to school and like act now. He only had one line, but mm-hmm. You know, it, it it can make a big impact on the kids' lives, and especially if, you know, we don't know what's going to happen when he goes to school and becomes popular. You don't know how his classmates are going to react or how his friends are going to react and treat him differently or treat him badly or, you know, treat him with special, in like, in special ways that other people get treated. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that, does it help or hurt that it's Star Wars and it's the, maybe the biggest franchise ever? Who knows? Probably played some part of it, too. Like, if it was just some regular movie, he had a really good wine line in. Maybe he's not seen the same way if, if, if instead of Star Wars. Like, if he was seen as a hero rather than a, a damsel in distress. Yeah. Um, Matt, another question came up. Uh, it, so, as for the line itself, which has become something of a cult quote among Star Wars fans, uh, <laughs> no surprise there, uh, Beadman added, guess how many takes it took for um ross to 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 nail the line um i'm gonna say 10 it's four okay that's not too bad uh my line was on point but i made some weird facial expressions sometimes that they would have to cut out um so i don't know for for nine for 127 dollars for i i would say a two-liner but it's a one-liner i don't think it's that bad no i think four takes is pretty good i think it'd probably take me like 20 so Matt, my question that I wanted to know was, where is this man now? Uh, Matt, I found his Instagram. <laughs> oh, how many followers? Um, he only has two thousand eight hundred forty-nine followers. Okay. Here's the funny thing. So he actually owns a business that's for video marketing. So he's almost my role. <laughs> um, but here's the here's the crazy part. So his link to his Instagram page is uh, Soar's Beadman Autographs. Um, so the name of the child, like Star Wars child, was Soar's Beadman. Matt, what he does is he actually signs. It's literally the scene with the lightsaber out, or it's a close-up of his face of, of Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. What are we going to do? Um, he actually signs the autographs and you can actually get it personalized um some people put master skywalker there are too many of them what are we going to do and he signs it um matt they're only 48 bucks that's kind of crazy <laughs> i was this close to buying one i was like i'm gonna buy one just like you're gonna have it ready for the podcast but... that's pretty sick actually <laughs> like that's just a, like honestly 48 bucks i don't think that's that bad of a price if you think about it if he sells Two. Three of them. That's like the equivalent of what he got paid. Right. <laughs> that's that's a sweet deal. Uh, I wonder how many he sold. I don't know. I mean, he has a website, so it's 
certainly picked up some popularity as far as uh you know some of his uh i guess the popularity picked up i thought i guess that's all i was gonna say um he's funny with his um instagram stories um because i guess apparently he saw um hayden christensen uh and it says he had an instagram story um it says when you dead ass hang out with a guy who murdered you and has a photo oh. of two of them. <laughs> That's hey, at least he's got a good sense of humor about yeah. it. Now. I don't know, man. I, I think it'd be pretty cool. I actually I I actually don't know that too many of them, too many people that I know that played a kid's role um yeah. into some movies. But I, hey, I mean if I don't know, I, like you get older and like these I mean, this is the oh gosh, what do they call them? It's like a golden legacy. Like these nine movies, like these are the things that you have to watch first before you watch any spinoffs. Um, but like just being a part of that that saga, like I, I, come on, like that's it, that's a nice two truths and a lie. Like I was in Star Wars. I like there's so much. There's so, it's, it's cool. That's that's all I gotta say about. It. It's just so yeah. cool. I mean, it's gonna be so awesome when he, he gets to just tell everyone, yeah, I was in Star Wars, and you're like, oh, what role did you play? Hey, did you hear this line before? Like that's that's freaking sick. That is the best fun fact anyone has of all time. And it's not even like it, it's a it's it's a line. Like it's not just like oh it's a line. Like he's in a group of people and he yells out. Like this is a a moment that everyone is is reciting, repeating, and now getting autographs for. It, it's probably one of the most popular lines in Star Wars history. Besides, I, it's over Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah, I mean, I like the. It, that's more important. That's that one is a more important quote, but like You're most well known quote, <laughs> like as fantastic. Um, <laughs> like as far as like a well known quote, that's probably in the top ten, top five, maybe. And that's and probably enough. in one of the most loved Star Wars movies ever. And and it's oddly enough, it's a it's a line that nobody screws up because the most iconic line everybody thinks it's Luke, I am your father. It's that's not it. It's no, I am your father. They doesn't right. say Luke in the line, and people screw that up every time. Um, but this is a line that I think people would totally be okay nailing every single time. Uh, besides, it's over Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> that that it was just a good bunch of one liners. Um, that like hello there, like that was in it too. Um, yeah. What else was in it too, Matt? Uh, I mean, that whole scene between Anakin and Obi Wan at the end. With Chosen about one. peace, freedom, <laughs> justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire. <laughs> the whole, the whole that that has to be the best movie in in the whole trilogy or the sequel, series. Prequels, prequels. Yeah, I think it's the best one in the prequels. Yeah, I think you could argue it's the best Star Wars ever. Really? I think you could. That's a nice take. I think you could. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I would have to rewatch all of them to make that take. But, um, yeah. I. I mean, you see that every time I go on TikTok, I see a TikTok about Revenge of the Sith. Well, hey, I bought all nine of them before I bought Disney Plus. So if you want to watch them without, I don't know, any any an extra less 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 click into Disney Plus, you can just watch them directly from my iTunes movies. That's pretty uh, sweet. Feel free. Uh but um ross we hope you're doing well if you hear this podcast um if you want to come on the show 
feel free to let us know. That was another surprise I tried getting was, Matt, do you know this person? And we're just going to try to see if you got a chance before he actually said his line. Um, That would have been so freaking cool. Uh, But anyway, if you guys have any suggestions or any people or child actors or just actors in general where you want to know where they are now, um, feel free to let us know in our social media. Uh, When we come back, Matt has the sports. You don't want to miss it. Let's say you start a podcast or you're running your own side hustle and have a bunch of links that you want your audience to know about. As a podcast, Matt and I have all of our social media, all of our podcast links, and other important things. Make it easier for your followers to find your important links, social media, and latest content by having it all in one page with solo.to. I'll be honest, I've used similar websites like this, but nothing compares to solo.to. All of your links are clean and easy to navigate. Have an upcoming video? It's really easy to make those changes. Plus, Solo.to has opportunities to upgrade to include more customization, advanced analytics, and so much more. Solo.to is giving us a special opportunity for you to get 10% off if you create an account and upgrade. Be sure to go to solo.to slash funnybusiness to create your account today. Solo.to, it's the way to go. Okay, let's slide into the sports topics we have for you all today. We are going to start with one of the bigger stories in baseball that's gone on so far this past season. The Chicago White Sox have just had a complete chaos in their locker room, in the media, everything. So if you haven't seen, last week the White Sox were playing a game, I believe against the Kansas City Royals. It was the top of the ninth inning. It was like 15-4 to game. They were batting. And their rookie, 20-year-old rookie, Yerman Mercedes, was up to bat. Had a 3-0 count. The Royals, or there was the Twins, I believe. The Twins had a position player on the mound. He threw a 47-mile-an-hour pitch over the plate that Mercedes just hit an absolute bomb over the fence. Hit it like over 400 feet. And the White Sox manager, Tony La Russa, was very upset because... He broke like an unwritten rule of the game, but also uh, Larusa gave him the take sign, meaning he wasn't supposed to swing, and he swung anyway. Was very upset, ripped him to the media after the game into his own player, um, and said that there was going to be some type of like internal punishment for what he did. And then but to make matters well, let's just talk about that. I I understand, and I'll I'll let you give your thoughts too. I understand that everyone was freaking out, like, oh, unwritten rules in baseball are kind of dumb at this point. But he did give him the take sign that he wasn't supposed to swing. Now, at the end of the day, if the manager tells you not to swing, you probably shouldn't swing. So I do have a problem with that. The unwritten rule part that you shouldn't swing when you're up big, I think that's a different discussion, and that's that's just stupid. So whatever whatever one you want to talk about first, that's on you. I mean, I think I'm going to combine the both, but I, I think that's more sportsmanship than anything. Like, if you're killing them, and, like, it's kind of, it's one of those things where you are are winning horribly. You don't keep in your best players. You take, like, I mean, in a game where you can sub out people without having any consequences for subbing, but, you know, you don't put your foot on the gas even when you're winning miserably like and it's not horribly like it's miserably like you are winning so much that you could literally lay down on the ground and still win like ah yeah 
I'd be upset too. I mean, I think you're right. Like the manager's perspective was take take the pitch and the guy swung. You're technically not listening to your your manager, which that is your that's your person you're supposed to listen to. Um so I I think he deserves a, a punishment because he didn't listen. Um but as far as the unwritten rule, I mean that could be an education piece. Um because you know I mean, we talk about well, last week. We talked about Udonis Haslam about like the culture. Like maybe it's just something that wasn't appropriated per the culture of of baseball. Some people just hit dingers all the time. <laughs> so you know, I think that's that's kind of my perspective on that. Yeah, I, I agree with the manager thing. I don't really know if like a whole punishment should be like be made. Like just give him a talking to after the game. Like, hey, don't do that. If you do it again, then you get punished. Um. I, I don't really like any of the unwritten rules that there are in baseball. Some of them I understand, like, don't bunt past the fifth inning if there's no hitter. Like, I guess that's true, but also if it's like a one-run game, but he's just not supposed to get a guy on base. Yeah. With, with, in this scenario, if a guy's throwing 47-mile-an-hour meatballs over the plate, like, are you just not supposed to swing? Like, you're just supposed to stand up there and just not swing the bat at all? Like, how is that fair? Because this guy's a rookie trying to make a name for himself, and if he's trying to get to perform as well as he can so he can make a big contract. So... Do you, do you, did you watch the game? Like, did they... Like, did White... Sorry. Was it... Who were they playing against? The White Sox were playing the Twins. The Twins. Were the Twins upset? Like, did you see a reaction from the Twins? Like, Well, the second part of the story, yeah. the next day, the Twins threw behind Mercedes uh, after he played. Mm. Uh, the pitcher got thrown out of the game, which is probably true. That's, uh, real quick before I get into what LaRusa said after that, pitchers throwing at batters is the most spineless thing you can do in sports. It's the most dangerous thing anyone can do. Like, there's no need to throw a fastball at a guy that could, if you're intentionally throwing a ball at him, that you're just a spineless jellyfish at that point because you're there's only an injury that's going to come from it and then you're just going to get suspended more and like if you don't want guys hitting home runs off you or if you don't want guys celebrating because they hit a home run off you guess what don't give up a home run did did you pitch when you were in high school or, or middle school or little league or whatever uh the first little game i pitched in little league i hit a kid in the head <laughs> and that was the end of that you know what I was told as a pitcher if somebody decides to bunt? What? Throw it at their head. I I know, oh, right? makes my blood boil. <laughs> I mean, we just saw it the other day with the Mets guy. Got <gasps> hit right in the face. Did you see the photo of him afterwards? Well, there was a comparison of like, he was only out for 20, like 27 seconds before he got out. Who was the next one? Um, Kevin Durant fell down, took him about tw- like 28 seconds. LeBron took him 80 seconds. He got poked in the eye. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to LeBron. Um, so I hate when pitchers throw at, at players. But after that incident happened where the Twins threw behind Mercedes, Tony La Russa, White Sox manager, Mike, you would think would like maybe defend or like at least um, yeah, defend his player for getting thrown at, said he had no problem with what the Twins did throwing at his own player. And that he understands why they did it. I don't really think that's a great look in the team because players are already kind of defending Mercedes beforehand. So if you have players defending Mercedes and then the manager's okay with him being thrown at, that doesn't seem like that's really going to work. I mean, I'm going to, I'm on the other side of the fence with you, Matt. 
It's it's gamesmanship. I mean, you. I mean, if someone intentionally hits a player, like, and and you're up, like, and you're up, like, to pitch, like, let's just say the Yankees and Red Sox are playing. Red Sox hits. Oh, I don't know, Aaron Judge. Like, you're gonna go after their best hitter with the with the pitch. You're not gonna hit him, but it's gonna be close. <laughs> like, like it's it's gamesmanship. I you know I know you disagree with that, but it's a, it's an eye for an eye. Like you're gonna throw at my player, I'm gonna throw back at you. And you know I think that's we talked about the Astros, like MLB, M- well MLB, MLB, the MLB um, was was really keen on Astros um, season. Uh, the season after they were they were accused of cheating for the World Series, and it was like no one's allowed like you're automatically thrown out if you even close try to hit an Astros player like there was a lot of regulation set but you know in just a regular game of baseball people people just just do it <laughs> i'm going to i i think that's a hard comparison to make because the Astros were like physically cheating against the rules of baseball this dude just hit a home run that's part of baseball. What the Astros did was not part of baseball. And, like, it, I, I understand you're mad maybe that the guy, like, hit a home run and, like, pimped one off at you. But what's going to happen if you just go to intentionally throw inside on him and you throw, like, a 95-mile-an-hour fastball at his face, breaks his face, it gives him serious injuries. But there's... Uh, you know, I think uh, for me, getting told to throw throw a pitch at the kid's head if they decide to bunt's a little too too rash. Um, yeah, it is. Rash. I think any any intentionally throwing is is crazy to me. But you also said what you were going back on it. You were saying how you know that that's the game of baseball. But where was I going with that? You said something. So I was talking about the Astros, like like no. throwing at a guy. Oh, throwing throw like getting getting a pitch at you is is part of the game like you're in the batter's box there's there's a slight chance that you could get hit by the ball i'm talking about intentionally trying to hit a guy oh yeah no i know i know what you mean right that's yeah exactly but you know just having where am i where am where's my point with this so let me throw this at you yeah go ahead so let's say it's the next you're gonna throw it at me (laughs) yes let's it's the next game yeah you intentionally throw out a guy because maybe he he looked at a home run a a while before he started to run bases so you throw it at him it's the next game zero zero game in the eighth inning or let's say you're winning one nothing you think hey we're gonna win this game i gotta hit him you hit him next guy comes up hits a two-run home run you lose the game see and and even even that, whatever happens in that game is the game. Anything happens after that, you're on to the next game. That now that that is just that's stupid. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It was the next game that they threw yeah. at him. I I just I, I don't know. I just I have a whole problem with this it whole thing. Should happen should happen the game night and the night of the game, no matter what. Like, so if if we're trying to be. If we're trying to compromise here, <laughs> I just think it's happen. funny that we're having this whole discussion because a guy hit a home run in a baseball game. Yeah, but yeah, I guess that's coming from a guy who's pitched, and <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of pitching in baseball, t- no hitters seem to be happening every single week. 
Uh, the Yankees had a no-hitter last week with Corey Kluber. Day before that, uh, the Tigers had one with Spencer Turnbill, I believe is his name. I may have messed that up. Mike, there's been six total no-hitters this season in baseball, which is crazy because it's only been going on for like a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, they, there was rumors that the league kind of like changed the ball a little bit because they were upset that so many, not upset, but pitchers were complaining that the balls were juiced and they were getting so many home runs hit off them. So now we're in a season where they kind of said they didn't make some changes to the ball, and now we're having a long number of no-hitters. Are there too many no-hitters being thrown right now? Like, is this a serious problem? I don't think in it's your a seri- opinion. I don't think it's a serious problem. Uh, I think that having a bunch of no-hitters kind of correlates to how the season's been. Um, you know, we had some... So there's a lot of stuff that's it's ever changing environment. There's fans that are starting to come into the ballpark. Um, you know, people are starting to actually feel full season now. Like there's a lot of factors because of COVID that's probably causing this amount of no hitters. Um, you know, it's we see the Yankee. We you know we were like we're upset the Yankees are losing. Now they're second in the American League, if I'm correct, right? They're up there somewhere. They're yeah. up there somewhere. They're in the top five. So I I just think that anything could happen in baseball. And, and again, it's this is happening in baseball right now. It's too many no-hitters. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's the no-hitters that are necessarily the problem. Um, it, it is kind of weird when you see a no-hitter like every <laughs> week in baseball because usually no-hitters are a big deal. Back to back, um, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there there is a big conversation to have at least of, um, you know, are guys really hitting like they used to, or pitchers hitting like they used to? Now there's talk of, it, which is major baseball has just gone all over the place because there's not enough offense after they change the ball. Now they're thinking of moving the mound back another foot, which is going to decrease the velocity, which just counteracts exactly what <laughs> you did in the past, in my opinion, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think it's a combination. We've talked about defensive shifts in baseball before, where they have three guys on the right side of the infield and one guy on the left side. So I think it's a combination of, you know, pitchers are getting more comfortable with throwing faster. Um, and teams are allowed to shift more often. So if they want, I think, I don't think no hitters are a problem. I think no hitters are cool. Is it weird when you see a team like the Mariners, their team batting average is below 200? That's weird. But if, if they're really going to alter something, I think it's more altering the defensive shifts because I think that's really the big issue. Well, even that, Matt, like, yeah, a no hitter really, really spurs off the pitcher's performance but in most cases it's the defense's performance too like i you know a person can't pitch i mean what was it kluber had 101 pitches for his no hitter Mm -hmm. i mean yeah did he work a lot of counts yeah he definitely worked a lot of counts but there was a lot of times where the field needed to pick up the slack as far as making the plays making the you know he didn't have a perfect game because he walked somebody right yep and that turned into a double play by that time. I think I believe so, so yeah. But like if it wasn't for that double play it would have been a hit and it would have been a no, it, the no hitter would have been squashed. So, you know, again it really depends on the defense. Yeah, I agree. I, I hate defensive sifts. I think we've talked about this before. Um, but if if you know, if they want a more offense, just keep get rid of shifts. 
Yeah. That's really going to eliminate all. Because think about in Little League, like how many kids like could only like pull to the left side or pull to the right side. So if if you make that <laughs> adjustment, it, it's tough. Oh, God, you're going to get a lot of upset parents about, oh, shift to the left side. I mean, it, it happens in the majors, too. There's guys that can only pull the ball. If they're left-handed hitters, they pull it to the right side. And, you know, should be, even now, guys hit a, ball, a ground ball straight up the middle, and there's the shortstops playing right there. Like, if you hit a ball up the middle, that should be rewarded for a base hit because that's where you're supposed to hit the ball. Well, and I think it, it, comes, it comes with a risk. Like, you know, there's an advantage for the defense of having a stacked right right side of the field but you know um let's just say for instance i'm trying to figure out a good scenario like you stack the right side of the field so shortstop moves over in between first and second baseman and you have the third base kind of playing a shortstop ish Mm -hmm. somebody's on first base first base steals second no one's at the plate because both second and the and the now shortstop third base has to cover back nobody's on third and that's what happened with the yankees when uh, who was it? Stole second, then went to third, and then went to home because yeah. there's nobody. There's nobody there, so it's a risk you got to take. Yeah. Um. But again, you know, it's it's changing the game of baseball, and it's like the three point shot for basketball. You change the game for when the three point shot was created. Yeah, I, I I compare it more to like like for people when they make an argument to get rid of the shift. It's kind of like football. Like football, like players can only stand in a certain spot. And, like, they're called third baseman for a reason. They used to be playing near third base and second base near second, shortstop near the shortstop area. So that's just our two cents on that. Um, let's move on to the NBA. Um, thank God LeBron's okay. I mean, he is just taking a beating out there. And it really seems like guys are just, like, intensely trying to get him. I mean, we're, we're just out here, like, blur- making his vision blurry. And he's seeing like three rims, and I I'm just pissing myself off by making this comparison because LeBron is addicted to flopping. I mean, Matt, this what, man what is shirt just are you wearing insane. there, pal? <laughs> uh, I am wearing the uh, the Valley Phoenix Suns T-shirt. Uh, so let's talk about the first time he flopped the play-in game against the Warriors. One of the greatest basketball games, entertaining basketball games I watched in a long time. It was awesome. Draymond Green. Hit him in the face. LeBron acted like he just tried to like de- decapitate him when he got on the <laughs> ground. LeBron said he couldn't see when he hit that big three-pointer to win the game. Said he saw three rims. He shot at the middle one. And then you fast or fast forward to this past Sunday. They were against the Suns where Chris Paul tried boxing him out. Mike, I saw that replay. I don't know if you saw it. Chris Paul like, I, had I his arm live. like... On that's right, you did. Chris that's why Paul, I was texting you. <laughs> yes, I, I just remember that. Chris Paul had his like right arm on his like left oblique, and LeBron immediately just grabbed his right shoulder. Like as that happened, fell, fell to the ground in one of the most hilarious moments. But wh- like, where's the NBA coming down on the flopping? Like they used to find guys for flopping. Where, where's where's his fine? Well, what also, too, I don't know if you saw, but there was an apparent protocol breaking per LeBron James of him attending a tequila event or a. Yeah, he, his own tequila event. brand. His own tequila brand. And it broke protocol. And, there's, and, and, you know, it happened before the Suns game one playoff game. We saw LeBron play game one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw like comments. He's not vaccinated. Not vaccinated. I mean, it, you know, there's. What was it? James. 
James Harden go to strip, <laughs> goes to strip yep. club. He got protocol violation. It was Kyrie Irving protocol violation. Who else can we throw under the bus here, Matt? Um, uh, I mean, any I any player of the any, season that had to sit out ten days because of health bubble. and safety protocols. Or yeah. the bubble. The bubble. Lou Williams. Ridiculous. Yes, Lou Williams. LeBron James decides to go to a big event for his tequila. Yeah, we'll let him play game one. <laughs> that was this Carver that the Suns won. Yeah, well, and and I think this is what disappoints me because LeBron is a good player, but he gets treated way too. He, he reminds me, nobody in particular, but this is just the common example of a player in high school just because mom and dad are related to so-and-so or mom and dad are friends with so-and-so that or mom and dad give a lot of money to the school and so and so (laughs) and the list goes on but he plays because it's just his last name and this is what it's starting to feel like now and it's upsetting because i do like lebron i do like how he plays but it's it's upsetting with the treatment he's getting the flopping is just insane. It is. And he does, I just, you know, they used to, like, find guys for flopping. I, I want the lead to come out and, like, say he's been flopping. Uh, even if they don't find him, just say he flopped. Right. At, at this point, that's really all I would like to see. And admit, yeah. Yes. The playoffs have been electric. Did you see the crowd at Madison Square Garden for game one? That's they really were nice. They were awesome. It's just it's, so nice that the Knicks are finally in playoff basketball again. I saw one tweet. It was like... Just here to see the Knicks win signs. I could see D Rose get a ring. And to be completely honest, I'm kind of rooting for that too. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, playoff basketball with fans is something I forgot that I loved. It, it's fantastic. The Clippers lost game one against Dallas yeah. Mavericks. Uh, so we're recording this before both game twos. Who, which LA team would you say is more in trouble? The Lakers or the Clippers? Lakers. I think I would disagree. Just because if the Clippers lose game two, they then have they the they then have to go on the road. Mm. Like if Lakers would go down O two, they get to go back to LA. That right. would help a little bit. They also have LeBron. But uh playoff P playoff P P <laughs> was in playoff form game one. He was bad, trending on Twitter. Um I'm very excited for these playoffs. They're, they're all game, every game one was was pretty exciting. I think this is a really good matchup, and I don't think it it is accredited to the playing games. <laughs> like I, I really don't think it's played. It's just another game to watch that we were so excited about to see. So, yeah. um, yeah, you do make a good point, Matt. I I just think just from statistically, like I remember seeing a bunch of social media posts being like, "This is the first team that an eighth seed had a better chances of winning than the the fir- the first." Like, okay, like whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis has also played like not good in playing game and game one. Yeah, he's been bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, I texted you. I tried to forget about that. I have a dilemma about the Suns. Yes, you said you were saving it for the pod. Yes. yes. So my I was not able to watch game one. Yes. I will hopefully be able to watch game two. If they lose game two, does that mean I can't watch? Because I'm the mm-hmm. bad luck? 
Because <laughs> that would kind of suck if they had to win I mean, the championship and I couldn't watch. Says says the two the two dipshits that uh, decided to watch game, what was it, four of the NBA Finals where the Lakers were winning against the Miami Heat. And we were like, oh, yeah, like they're going to win the championship, so we might as well get a reaction. They didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm very nervous. Like, if I turn into game two and they lose, like, do I have to stop watching? I thought it was funny. Uh, was it Wednesday night? When you were text, when you were when we were on Discord, and you're like, "Oh, Mike, the Yankees," and I'm like, "What?" He's like, Matt was like, "I can't say anything." <laughs> yeah, you can't do it. So I literally checked, and I'm like, "Oh, no wonder why you can't say anything." <laughs> yep, can't do it. So uh, that concludes all the sports topics we have for you all today. It is time for take it. Okay, so for Take It today, Mike, we have a little bit of a twist. Uh-oh. So Plot I have twist. A, I have an article. Okay. Um, there is a poll by YouGov America. Oh, God. And this poll was all over the internet last week. All right. It is called Rumble in the Jungle. What animals would win in a fight? <laughs> so basically this poll was um pulled a bunch of americans asking there's two different polls in it so one was asking what animal would win in a fight against other animals and including unarmed humans and there's a whole poll of that the second poll is what we're going to focus on okay they polled americans and the question was which of the following animals if any do you think you could beat in a fight if you were unarmed. So naturally, let's just go down the list and see if we can beat these animals in a fight unarmed. <laughs> Didn't I'll, you mention this a lot? Like a couple I think I mentioned it ago. at the end of last week's. But I'm so excited that we're talking about this today. Yes. <laughs> All right. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's a bunch of them. We'll, we'll talk about them. So the first one, I'll give it the percentage of Americans I think they could win. 72% of Americans think they can beat a rat in a fight um, <laughs> what what is up with the 18 the yeah the eight uh 20, 20 i can't do math 28 28 percent that says they can't yeah that should be 100 percent. this should be hot at least 98 because maybe i i don't know you, you catch by surprise i mean rats are huge but but they're a rat they're rat like just <laughs> It, that'd be a hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just stomp. stomp. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, literally fight, fight to the death. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, if I, if it was in my house, like, yeah, I'll, I'll rat trap it. But if it was fight to the death, like, heck yeah, I'd stomp the crap out of that. Thing. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What's it gonna do? But yeah. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do, fat panda? Sit yeah, on that's, me. <laughs> that's an easy clap. Sixty-nine percent said they could beat a house cat. What? <laughs> Yeah, 69 cents and they could be a house cat. I feel like I could, maybe. I could literally punt a house cat. Like, and I, I, Oh, God, Pete is going to be listening to this be like, don't listen to the Funny Business Podcast because we're now talking about animals about beating them. Well, if they come after us, they're coming after everyone on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a house cat, the claws, depending on like how long its claws are, that's an issue. A cat, a cat actually has a true weakness. It, what? You grab it by its neck. Not okay. saying to strangle them, but like there is right. a God forbid, like I killed a cat. <laughs> um, but you grab the back of its neck 
and like people think like you grab its skin like you grab i mean yeah you're gonna grab some hair but you grab its skin and you hold it up um that's the way mothers used to carry the cats from place to place so they use it as a i guess a not a defense mechanism but anyway i digress if you there need to go. pick up a cat safely without it scratching you grab it by its neck you're not gonna hurt not like from like the front like the jugular like grab it like from the back of the neck like and the then skin on the back of its the neck skin on the back of its okay. neck pick it up and you caress it because don't i mean yeah you could hold it like that but i always feel bad so you always grab on the neck so right now you know sorry um 61 percent said they could beat a goose dude ducks i mean goose geese Geese are scary in packs, let me tell you. Yeah, in, in like, a pack. If it's one-on-one, on one, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm holding the belt at neck. the end of the night. You're snapping its neck. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's a rat. It should be 100%. <laughs> um, forty-nine percent said medium-sized dog, and I'm uncomfortable that dogs are on I'm this list. Comfortable. Let's so that. let's bypass. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, thirty percent said an eagle. Oh. That's Why a tough the heck one. Why would you ruin America? <laughs> That's a tough one. I think this is the first one that like I'd have little hesitation with. Yeah. Because not only can it fly at you, but like its talons are going to be long. I mean, it's America, man. Like you think you're going to beat America? We we on a scale mm. of one to ten, that has seventeen seventy six, man. Like it's <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I I would say it's like a fifty fifty shot. I think I think I think that's a good number. 23% said large dog. Again, we're going to skip. Yeah, we're going to skip. Uh, 17% said a chimpanzee. That's competitive. So chimpanzees aren't very tall. They're not, but they're, they're like Hell us. strong. Yeah. They're like us. Yeah. So I think I could put up a good fight. A good fight. You're not, uh, I, it's, again, I think it's a 50-50 to me. Like, if I could get into, like, a boxing match with it, I think I'd have a chance. If it's more of, like, a WWE, UFC-style fight, the chimpanzee it, might have... Put it in a chill cold. Yeah, it might have the edge. Uh, 15% said a King Cobra. Oh, that just makes me uncomfortable thinking about that. So here's the thing. Here's an easy way how you beat the King Cobra. You let it bite you. Now I know what you're thinking. It's poisonous. It is. Yeah. <laughs> While it's on your arm, you kill it, and then you go to the hospital. Yeah, but you have like I, in some cases you have I I don't know how what how long the poison stay with a king cobra, but like some of it's like you got to be careful. But as long as you win the fight first, you still win the fight. Yeah. That's the only strat I think I could think of because it's probably going to get you at some point. <laughs> So as long as it's on your arm, you just got to get your work done then. It, GG's. <laughs> Poggers. <dude. laughs> um, 14% said they could beat a kangaroo. You've seen how jacked kangaroos are? Yeah, this would be a tough one. This is scary. Because they're jacked. Uh-huh. It doesn't have the reach. So, like, you could have that. The feet. Counterpoint to the feet. You grab it. The tail. No, like so when like, you they, when they go to kick you, you just grab its feet. What's going to so, do then? It's so fast, Matt. You don't think you could grab a kangaroo's feet? I, I mean, 
Let's let's try. So so Matt, I took a personal day, so I didn't go golfing with Matt. We're just gonna go boxing with kangaroos. Yeah, I'm <laughs> we're in. gonna go with the roos down under. <laughs> I'm so in. I mean, a kangaroo could be like Jake Paul and Logan Paul. But, <laughs> um, yeah, if you just grab the kangaroo's feet, what's it gonna do? Ah, uh, it's gonna slap, start slapping you and scratching you with its claw, its paw. I mean, its hands. So my vision was like I grab the feet and then I just start spitting like a hammer throw, <laughs> like a Cesaro. Yeah, sorry, it's a WWE reference. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's the way to go. Um, twelve percent said they could beat a wolf. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I don't want to talk about a dog, but that's kind of like a dog. Okay, we can pass. Uh, no, no, no. Like I'm okay oh, talking about, but like okay. if thinking about it relative size, relativity, like right. I think the wolf's gonna win. It's the same as a dog, though. I think it's a dog teeth. would win. It's got teeth. It's got claws. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dogs have less claws than teeth, still, but wolves also have that killer instinct. They do, and I think that's what's going to take the edge over. We don't have that. No. <laughs> At least I don't. Nine um, percent said they could beat a crocodile. Dope. How is that nine percent? Because we talked about we talked about an, curb stomping the rat. You just curb stomped the, the crocodile. It's an American survey, but I'm sure there was a couple of Australians there. <laughs> oh, I think I could take a crocodile. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> you just curb stomp it. If you jump in the air, the crocodile is not going to jump I up think, in with you. That thing can move, man. Yeah, slow. Also, if it no. starts coming at you, you run behind its back. Mm. It's not going to spin around that quick. It. It's been recommended, not that I've been, encountered it, but it's been recommended that you never encounter a crocodile because you always be outbeaten by by a foot like a, a foot race. I'm just gonna triple jump over its back, on top of it, and then wrestle it like Steve Irwin. Okay. Ah, no, keep, no flaw in that plan. Keep keep dreaming. Eight <laughs> um, percent said gorilla, no shot. No, I mean, yeah, Harambe. it's a gorilla. Yeah, Har- gorilla. Yeah, R.I.P. Right. Did you see there was a minor league baseball team that yes. had Harambe themed jerseys yes. for the anniversary? Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, God I love, love it. Eight percent um, said a lion. Pass. Where's this eight percent? I want to. Yeah, I want to meet I, you. I'd love to know, <laughs> and I want to train with you if you really think you could beat a lion. Yeah. Same. Were these people intoxicated when they responded to this survey? Do you know? I hope. I feel like that <laughs> would make it better. I don't think it says, but I hope. Uh, there's another one at 8%. I want to save that one for last. Okay. The lowest percentage was 6% said a grizzly bear. Which, the grizzly bear is probably going to win, but isn't that the one where if you just make yourself big, it like backs down? No, grizzly bears are like the worst of bears, man. What kind of bear are you supposed to get big at? Is that I, a black bear? Black okay. bear. Okay. Okay. It... <laughs> Do not take any advice from the Funny Business Podcast. But if you see a bear, you're supposed to walk away slowly. No sudden movements. Trek backwards. I, I agree. Yeah, I don't or think that, I can take that, that, That's probably bear. not even true. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never encountered it. My, my dad's encountered a couple of, of uh, not felines, but a couple of uh, strange animals out in the woods. Do you think your dad could beat a grizzly bear? I mean, my dad's awesome, so of course he can, but... Okay, I love that I, answer. No, uh, I, I don't... <laughs> that's, that's the whole superhero dad thing, but reality mm. being, I'm not... 
I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, the Grizzlies bears got strength, but dads have dad strength. Dads have dad strength and so, dad jokes. Maybe and dad jokes. The Gri- and maybe, maybe the yeah. Grizzly bear can be bored by the dad Grizzly bear goes to Booyah like, and screw this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be insane. Uh, all right, so the last one, 8% said they could be an elephant. So, well, what are your thoughts? Uh, nothing right now. Um, how do how do you do? Like how how do you plug its nose? Do you? I mean, so it, so my thought, and I don't know how the, you would do this. If you get the elephant on its back or on its side, what's it gonna do? But how how do you get to that point? I'm working on that part. <laughs> I'll get back to you later. Because, <laughs> like, when they sleep, don't they just, like, lay down, like, on their stomachs, right? I mean, I think they go, they bend their knees, they go first, and then they kind of lay. Right. Know. So, if you get the elephant on its side, can it, can it get it up? But you can't push it. I mean, it, we all know, like, an elephant ton. Like, the thing weighs a ton. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to push it. I'm going to say, like, I'm going to be, like, so agile, it, like, trips and falls over. So you're going to just try to break its ankles. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, cross it up. Cross it up. And then as soon as he's on the ground, Island Iverson step over him. How do you... Beats me. I that think that's the only way you can do it. That is interesting. Yeah. I, I still don't know how I get it on its side, but I'd give myself, like, a 2% chance against the elephant. And wow. that is the whole list. Wow. Um... Matt, anything that wasn't on this list that you'd you'd be able to beat? Um, a pigeon. COVID nineteen. <laughs> also COVID nineteen. Yeah, COVID-19. that's a good point too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a spider. Yeah, a spider. Um, um, spider. Um, let's see. Hmm. A frog. Yeah. Could beat a frog. You could beat a snapping turtle. A snail. <laughs> You're going small. I'm like <laughs> snapping medium. turtles. Yeah, ah, uh, I don't know. How would you beat a snappy turtle? Because like, behind. but where do you where do you hit it? I mean, you take it. And you... Oh, you just eat it. You eat it. Okay, but I'm do good. not. You do not get close to to the neck because it could reach as as a decent reach rate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. I think we can be a snappy turtle. Convinced me. Um, my poor dad will somehow listen to this podcast. Be like, you really think you could beat a snapping turtle with your bare hands? <laughs> we'll have him on, and he'll just roast us for all of these animals we thought we could beat. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if you have an animal that you think you could beat, um, let us know in the comments of the YouTube section, or you can let us know on social media. The best way to find us on social media is solo.to/slash funny business um we are rolling with the episodes we thank you all for your continued support um if there's anything that you want us to try to do please let us know um matt i will announce a topic already for next week um i kind of decided on on what i wanted to to spend some of my tax refund on oh i got a smart vacuum or a roomba oh let's go those things are the best uh, it's not a Roomba. It's it's a different brand. Um, so we're probably going to talk about some technological improvements that you all should need uh, for next week. So mark it in your calendars if you want to look, if you want to listen, 
Make sure you listen if you haven't been on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate us five stars. Helps us out with the podcast, getting to other people, and maybe helping out Matt probably find the love of his life because yep. that person, I cannot wait for that day to happen. Somebody listens to the Same. podcast, find, <laughs> finds out that Matt's single, Matt does a podcast, it's a panty dropper. We all know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of hey, that. look at Barstool. Uh, <laughs> sure. Right? Um, Matt, what do you got? What do you got for us? Um, I hope everyone's enjoying this journey that we've been on for over well. a year. I uh, hope everyone's staying safe. Um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. I uh, think that's a great way, Matt. That is a great way. And until the next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>